From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Tuesday, September 20th, 2022. For the Ohio News Network, I'm Kate Burdett. The temporary block on Ohio's six-week abortion ban has been extended. More from ONN's Tracy Townsend. ACLU of Ohio tweeted that abortions can happen in Ohio up to 20 weeks of pregnancy until October 12th. That's doubling the amount of time for that block. I'm Tracy Townsend. Last week, a judge in Hamilton County granted a 14-day restraining order against the so-called heartbeat law, which outlaws most abortions in Ohio. Kroger employees are on the job while their union and the grocer try to come to an agreement. Employees have voted to strike but have not scheduled a date to do so. ONN's Kevin Landers reports. Pay is at the heart of this negotiation. Workers want more money in their annual salary. According to the living wage calculator from MIT, a single adult with no children working full-time in Franklin County would need to earn $16.53 an hour. Kroger says it's offering $14.25 an hour. That's more than the national average. Average, but below the living wage, I spoke with Sam Silverstein, who writes for GroceryDive.com. He says the idea of grocery workers asking for money started with the pandemic. For grocery workers, this has been a time to say, you know, we run the stores that you shop in. So make sure that you, you know, are aware of our needs as well. Now, we did reach out to Kroger and the union for comment, but did not hear back. I'm Kevin Landers. Today, the State Board of Education is discussing a resolution that would not offer protection for LGBTQ students. ONN's Andrew Kinsey reports. The resolution also outlines a person's sex as an unchangeable fact. The author of the resolution saying it lays out what he calls an unequivocal opposition to the Biden administration's proposal on Title IX's discrimination definition to include gender identity and sexual orientation. I'm Andrew Kinsey. In south-central Ohio, homelessness is increasing within the city of Chillicothe. A proposal there would ban anyone from camping or setting up temporary housing on city property, including in parks. ONN's Olivia Eugenio has more. In 2021, they counted 72 homeless people. So far this year, there have been more than 350. Councilmember Julie Preston claims the ordinance will help police. To try to clean up some of the issues that we have in the park and other areas of the city. But for neighbors like Rosie Darling, the ordinance can't help but feel personal. It really irritates me because I got a brother that is homeless and is addiction right now that stays in the park. What's going to happen if they get arrested? I'm Olivia Eugenio. The water quality in Toledo is more precisely monitored these days after toxic algae blooms in Lake Erie forced the city to shut down its water supply for three days in 2014. ONN's Trent Croce reports. Since 2017, the University of Toledo's Lake Erie Center, Director Thomas Bridgman's team has developed a process with Germany for monitoring algal blooms. They're leaders in the world in producing these kind of instruments, and we worked with them to develop this capability. The instruments are now testing at the Toledo Water Treatment Plant, which is the first time in the U.S. And this latest system has a, a new capability of being able to tell when the algal cells are starting to break open. Which can help the water plants immensely in monitoring safe water. Trent Croce in downtown Toledo. Seven Midwestern states, including Ohio, are teaming up to accelerate the development of hydrogen as a clean energy source. ONN's Dave James has more. With Ohio, the Midwestern Hydrogen Coalition will include Illinois, Indiana, Kentucky, Michigan, Minnesota, and Wisconsin. Hydrogen is used to power some cars, trucks, and trains, but a shortage of fueling stations limits their appeal. 
Laws enacted by Congress and supported by President Joe Biden offer funding to regional hubs that will encourage production of hydrogen with methods that do not generate greenhouse gases. Dave James, I went in news. University hospitals in Cleveland are getting involved in COVID and flu vaccine research. ONN's Carmen Blackwell explains. UH is one of seven institutions in the nation selected as a flu testing and vaccine site. This means UH will be able to test for COVID, influenza, and any other respiratory vaccinations and virus-associated illnesses, and also use this research to hopefully develop more advanced and effective vaccines for the future. Now, this grant will also allow for UH to research the effectiveness of licensed vaccines based on a patient's age and the type of influenza that they have. The hospital system received $12.5 million in grant money for the research. An Ohio woman and her mother traveled to London to say farewell to Queen Elizabeth II. ONN's Yolanda Harris has the story. Jennifer Holton says they waited in line for 10 hours Sunday just to see the casket. Then they watched the procession to the funeral. My mom and I said to each other, we're going to curtsy the queen because this is the one and only time in our lifetime we could ever do something like that. And this is the last opportunity to do so. Holton says her husband saw the two curtsy on television during the live coverage of the ceremony. I'm Yolanda Harris. And today is National Voter Registration Day. Remember, the deadline to register to vote in Ohio's November election this year is October 11th. You can register online, by mail, or in person. Special thanks to our affiliates, WBNS-TV in Columbus, WTOL-TV in Toledo, and WKYC in Cleveland for their contributions to today's podcast. I'm Kate Burdett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.